All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, Dogbone Podcast. I don't even know what episode we're on. You know if you clicked on this one, but um, we're going to do, we are going to do a Bella update. Um, I'm just pretty, I'm, to say pretty jacked up about this dog is an understatement. Um, we've talked about Bella a little bit. I think we did a podcast. We did kinda, a couple of them. In, in, Podcasts? Mm-hmm. Updates? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll have to look. Uh, we're doing another Bella update, and I just think it warrants it. Um, Bella is a dog I'm very excited about. Uh, she's about 20 weeks. She's like five months right now. She just lost her last teeth, uh, her last puppy teeth. So she is, um, what she's doing is we stopped retrieving for about five weeks now. Um Around four weeks, I'm going to say it's been. And when we got her back, I made retrieves for about a week or two. And then she started teething. Uh, and it's been about four weeks since. So we haven't made any retrieves. And we don't want to promote or, or start any bad habits. I'm a big, big fan of the idea of not training things into dogs early on that are undesirable. And will have to be trained out you know, down the road. So it's, it's the idea of work smarter, not harder. When it comes to raising these dogs so we avoid the retrieving because i don't want to form habits of dogs chewing on stuff i don't want to form habits of them laying down and trying to relieve this stress and their gums hurt and their teeth are sore and they're stressed out and i don't i see that behavior come up when they're teething so don't put something in their mouth that you want them to pick up and bring back to you and give them a toy to chew on um, and create bad habits so that's the reason why we, we avoid all retrieves. It's just easier. Uh, I'll give her ice cubes. Okay, I gave her ice cubes maybe three or four times over the last couple of weeks when it was real bad. And, and she would try to get the corner of her bed and chew on it a little bit. Other than that, she didn't chew on anything. Well, guess what? She's going to get out of this process of teething without a desire or habit of chewing on stuff. And so that is going to transfer really nicely into the rest of her life when it comes to furniture and shoes and anything that she can get a hold of in the house. Um, she's just not going to have that that habit of chewing it. And there's just not it's not going to be formed. So I just think it's a real important part that's overlooked early on with dogs. But so we've gotten kind of through that with Bella. Now she's about five months old. We had her. Um, we did some introductions to water. We filmed one today. I didn't have her with me this weekend when we were, or I didn't have Ben with me this weekend. I had her with me. We went into the water. I went swimming with her. She swims like a fish. Uh, nothing, nothing surprising. Um, I have found that the dog is, I overuse this, but I just can't overuse it because it just describes her to a T. She's cautious. She's extremely cautious. Um, and, and I think it's a sign of intelligence, but she's very bold and confident when needed be. So she has to get comfortable with a scenario or a situation, and then she settles in and is real nice and bold. Um, I don't think that's bad. I think it's smart. I think it's it's a, a sign of she's got a high IQ, a high retriever IQ. And so I'm just real, real happy with her. Um, we did, Ben showed me, we did do two podcasts on the intro to Bella. So if you're getting into this now and have not heard some of these before, you might want to listen to the backstory on Bella. So Bella is from specific genetics. I think I, we touched on it a little bit, and I don't know if I touched on it deeply enough. Um, we, got, we got Bella from Blue Cypress Kennels, which is, they're out of Florida. 
Um, she comes from a kennel. Her sire is from a kennel called Fenderwood. Um, and the guy, in, in, his name is David Latham, um, and his wife, Stephanie Latham. And they have, in my opinion, now I don't know them personally, um, but from everything I've researched, and I've emailed with them several times back and forth and, and talked specifically about this dog and talked about other dogs as well, um, I think that th- what I have seen, I just really admire the style of dog um, that they're producing just fits just fits what I like um, personally greatly and I don't think that everybody's style of dogs the same and, and I know that um, I think you have to find the dog that fits you the best I think some some dogs are really built to do field trials American field trials I think some dogs are built to do hunt tests I think some dogs are built to do certain things well and then there's certain dog and then, and, and my preference isn't always that so I have a very, very specific style of dog that I like. Um, after many, many years of doing this and many, many dogs, I have weeded out what I, I don't find as desirable, and it might be exactly what other people find desirable. So I don't want this to sound like the dogs that I have and am aspiring to breed are the style of dog is the best. It's not. I'm not saying it's the best. It's the best for me. And so I think you have to find the best for you. I am in a deep search mode right now uh, when it comes to pointing dogs. And, and, and it's so vague and so broad and so surface right now. I don't even know what the breed is exactly that I'm looking for. I'm narrowing it down to a few. I'm talking with several breeders. I'm visiting with several kennels. Um, I'm really digging into it to find out what is the best style to match me from a training standpoint, from a hunting standpoint, from a lifestyle standpoint. I think those things all have to align. And so with Bella, um, to say I, I have found, and it, it was through research. So it was by contacting certain people, talking to certain people. Um, I lucked out in getting Bella. Um, a friend of mine um, that I've known for a long, long time, not done business with, but known for a long time, known from way back when, when uh back in the Wild Rose Kennels days, like early on, 2005, 2006, 2007, uh, he, he was there at the time, and that's how I met him. Um, his name's Jeremy Crisco, and he now manages this Blue Cypress Kennels. Um, and in conversation with him and talking with him, looking for specific types of dogs, this puppy came up. Um, and th- I knew... The, a little bit of the background behind the dog. Another dog that's in this dog's pedigree is on the mom's side. Uh, the mom's a field trial winner, and she's imported. And I, she's a little bit bigger dog. Um, she's 60 pounds, a little bit bigger compared to what I'm used to. But she, her sire, is another international field trial champ, uh, IGL winner. Um, just the stock or the, the, the genetic support behind this puppy is, is really phenomenal. And, and it is exactly what I had hoped for. So it, it is, it is going to be, um, it's going to be, it's going to drive some direction as to where I go um, as, far as, as far as puppies going forward for myself and for my clients. We are, we are in a process of, um, just because I've, I feel like we're to a point where I think we can do it um, with the right help and with the right dogs, um, I think I can get selfishly maybe 
um, I, I feel like I can build the right dog for me. And so that's, that's kind of the road we're taking. Um, it's early, very early on, but it's something that we're going to be, be working towards. And um, this little puppy, Bella, has just been a, a really a treat. Um, specifically about her, uh, her retrieve is phenomenal, very natural. Delivery is solid, um, holds very well, does not want to run off. She's very, I call it cooperative. Um, she's very cooperative in just about everything she does. She's got a, the ability to go on and off pretty quickly with control and excitement. Um, and I think part of that is the dog and the other part is our consistency with her. We have not allowed, we do not allow her to spin up out of control. Uh, she would if we let her and we don't allow it. Um, I'm not hard on her. Uh, she doesn't take pressure well. Um, she's, she's on a scale of soft versus a little harder. She's a very soft dog. Um, I love it. It's exactly what I want. Uh, it takes, takes minimal tone to get change out of her. It takes very minimal pressure. I've got the dog healing off lead. I, you know, I didn't have, so we got a little bit later start with her. We didn't get her till she was about 15, 15 weeks, I think, um, and is when we got her. So she's probably actually a little bit over 20 weeks. She's probably about 21 weeks right now. I think her birthday is on the, uh, I'm going to look at her. I'm going to look at the, I, I've got the paperwork. So I'm going to, I'm going to look and find out what the date is. I think it's the sixth. I just don't know what month it would be. I don't think she's going to be six months though this month. I'll have to look. Um, but so we got her later. I got her when she was about 15 weeks old. And so um, they did a very nice job down at Blue Cypress with her, um, prepping her. Um, you know, we've not had an accident. We've not had an issue with the kennel. She's quiet in the kennel. Um, she did whine in it when we didn't cover it. She's to the point now where we don't have to cover it. That was a process. Um, she She's cautious and bold and her cautiousness requires me to be maybe a little bit more patient when it comes to introducing new things. Um, I don't think it's bad. Uh, I'm not a bull in a china shop when it comes to raising a dog. I, I just think we just let these dogs develop a little bit slower and a little more naturally um, and everything works out in the end. And that's, I'm just a real big believer in that. I actually prefer it. It takes the pressure off. Um, I don't get into dates. I don't get into ages. That's why I don't even know how old she is because I don't really care how old she is. Uh, it really doesn't dictate anything when it comes to my training, whether she's six months, five months, or two years. I, I don't really care. I do think the process needs to be systematic, and I think the process needs to be sequenced. And so that's the the issue. It's finding where the sequence is and finding when and how. I've wanted to retrieve with her now for a couple of weeks because I just think she's going to be a lot of fun to do it with. But I've resisted the idea of it because I went, ah, don't put something bad into her right now. That'll come. Uh, would I like to be retrieving with her? Yeah. Would I, If I had had her, you know, if I had had her um, earlier, which this again is just a preference thing and it's a sequence thing and it's when folks do this. I do things maybe different than some other people do it. And that's okay. I don't think they're wrong, and I don't think I'm right. I don't think I'm wrong, and I don't think they're right. It's just if it, it we do, you do things differently. But the puppy, I don't think, made many retrieves prior to coming to me. And the reason I say that is because Jeremy and I had a conversation about it, and he was saying, you know, they don't make retrieves till they're a little bit little older. 
And so I probably would make some retrieves with the puppy 10, maybe 10 to 12 weeks. I'd like to get some retrieving in before the dog starts teething. That's always one of my goals. Um, get some nice little retrieves. Bring out that natural delivery if it's there. Um, just get the habit of going out and coming back. I like to get that done before they teeth because I know I'm going to have to take a pretty hefty break, four weeks usually at least. So I want to do it first. Well, I only had about a week before she started teething, maybe two weeks before she started teething. So we had, and, and the first, when I bring the puppy in, I also think there's a, a, a learning phase there um, where this, it's almost this, this time of discovery, the dog to discover me and me to discover the dog. And so for about four or five days, we didn't do a damn thing. Um, other than get to know each other, trust each other, build a little bit of confidence in each other. So by the time I got to that point, then I start making a little puppy retrieve with her. Well, next thing you know, she's teething. So would I have preferred to have gotten a little bit further along before teething? Yeah, if it were perfect world, I would have. Um, I would have. I, she's not done a trailing memory yet. I would have liked to have done some trailing memories before she teethed. Um, I'd have liked to have worked on just some really, really slight steadiness. Um, I know a lot of guys that don't worry about steadiness. I think a lot of the, the UK trainers don't steady their dogs up as young as I probably lean towards. I just like the idea of, again, not training in bad habits. I like putting good habits in right away. So I probably steady up a little bit. And it's not, it's not rigid, but I do like to get a little bit of steadiness going um, before they teeth because I like to get the idea of, incorporating it and tying it into my feeding routine. My This little puppy didn't have a feeding routine down when, not the way we do it anyway, um, until she came here. And that took a little while. Uh, we now finally got her breaking loose. Um, she lines, she's watching her food or giving her a little watch cue. Um, that was a buddy of mine, Craig um, Craig Corp, he great trainer. Um, he, he's got a little puppy that's a few months older than, than Bella. And he, I watched him work with that puppy when the puppy was about Bella's age right now. And he uses this little watch cue. And I had never done that before. And I like it. I love the idea of it. I think it's going to be real beneficial. So we're going to do it with her this with this go around. Um, never done it with a puppy before, but we'll do it with her. And so I started watch a watch cue with feeding. And she's she's really kind of grasping it. And now she's taking a nice line to it, a real confident line to the bowl of food, where before I couldn't get her to move. And so... Just the progression we've made with that is prepping us and leading us into the idea of making some retrieves here real soon. Um, we did some intro to water. We went in the water with her. Uh, today we went in the water with her up to my, I had uh, boots on. I just had, had rubbers on, rubber boots on. And I went into the water as deep as I could. And then I, she came with me and she didn't have to swim. Um, so I ended up taking a little fire hose bumper of ours, the puppy size, and I pitched it out into the water, nearly across the water. Pretty quick. Once we get to retrieving, I'm going to stop making water retrieves um, because she's she's comfortable swimming. She make she did a beautiful job. You're going to see it in a video. We po we 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 filmed it for our Bella Be Good series. Uh, I'll talk about that in a second, but. Um, we're going to probably get away from pitching dummies in the water and having her swim out and turn around and come back to the idea of we're going to have to make her go across the water pretty quick as soon as we get into it a little bit and make the retrieve, get the retrieves going a little bit more. So I like the idea of that's something that I picked up from the guys over the pond. Uh, John Halstead, uh, again, this super old video, but he rarely, once the dogs are swimming and retrieving, he rarely lets them pick retrieves in the water. 
uh, when they're little, he wants them to go across the water and pick it up on the opposite side and then come back across the water. So he's starting some really habit-forming stuff early on and teaching the dog not to quit on the water, uh, push through. It's really an extension of pushing through into cover, uh, pushing through barricades, pushing through different things that create um, walls in their mind. So we're going to start doing that. Um, but we've, we've, we've started the initial steps of that. Uh, we've done some, a, a, a fair amount of heel work to this point. Um, and she's just really responding well, responded excellent to pressure to the neck, um, to the point where we've got her using the adjustable leader. We started to unclip the lead, let her carry the weight of the collar that created a little bit of an issue. She wanted to carry it. She wanted to pick it up in her mouth and carry it. That's not a problem because she's a retriever. So we ended up wrapping it around her neck a little bit. And so we did get some heel work in off lead. Um, we're going to continue to do that. We've got her turning to the right. We've got her turning to the left. We're walking in squares. Um, we're doing some things where she's really connecting with me. Um, and I just think there's no substitution for good heel work. I think everything starts with good heel work. It's probably one of the things I emphasize the most the first year of training. Um, you got to have solid heel work. Uh, and so we're, we're plugging away on that. So we've got lots of little things that are started with her. Um, we're going to be I'm going to be starting an article today. I'm writing it. We're writing it. So that here's, so here's a, a, a recap of the, the Bella action. So Bella has her own YouTube series that we just, we literally just put episode one on. Um, we got a little promo trailer for her we had out there for a week. And now we're going to start with episode one. It's a series called Bella Be Good. And so Bella Be Good is nothing more than a candid, raw documentation of Bella's first year or more, we'll see how long we go with it, of training. And so Bella Be Good really summarizes what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to get a good dog out of her. I'm just trying to get her to be good. And so that can be good in the house. That can be good in the field. That can be good. And, and do I settle? I don't settle for good. I really want them to be very good or great. Um, but that's, that's always a sliding scale and it's always a moving target. So we're never, we're never there. Um, but my good for most people is, man, they'd be really happy to have that good. So we're going to just call it Bella Be Good. And we used it because eh, it rhymed or it kind of sounded all right. So Bella Be Good is the series. That's going to be a video series on our YouTube channel at Dogbone Hunter. We're also going to be posting on our Facebook with Bella Be Goods. We're going to be doing promos on Instagram. We're probably going to do Instagram TV. It's just going to depend on how long these sessions get because as she gets older, the sessions will get longer. And then we're restricted with what we can upload size-wise and time-wise. Everything will go to YouTube. And we'll have a – do we have a playlist already? We've got a playlist. Ben built a playlist. It's called Bella Be Good. It's just like Live with Spry. It's just like – Cody go back. It's just like uh, the Arrow series that we did. We've got all these little playlists and they're just sequenced videos. And I just think it's real easy to keep them in those spots for you guys to be able to search them out and, and watch them in order or watch them out of order if you want to. But um, so we are going to, we are going to have that. We're also teaming up with Gundog Magazine on this one. So Bella Be Good, the series, is going to be brought to you. It's in a partnership with Gundog Magazine. Gundog, they're friends of ours. We've worked with them for years. Um, we're looking to expand and grow our relationship. We're doing some writing. I'm, I'm writing the first, uh, first article for this column that's going to be Bella Be Good. We're going to turn the video series into a, a written 
version for Gundog Magazine. Uh, just another way to consume it. But uh, the other thing that we're doing is we're using some of their social platforms. So the Gundog Magazine um, social platforms, Instagram, Facebook, website. They're going to have them hosted on their website. So I, I encourage you to check out and utilize and follow and like and do all that stuff with their platforms. Um, so the other thing that we're doing is North American Whitetail. We do some stuff with North American Whitetail Television. We're going to be doing a few hunts this year again. Uh, we will be doing a three-part Developing Your Deer Dog series, but we're calling it Bella Be Good. And so it's going to be documenting three major parts of Bella's training. First and foremost is foundation. Secondly will be sheds. Well, actually, secondly will be game recovery because we're going to prep her this fall. She's going to be seven, eight months old, nine months old by the end of the season. And that's one thing that I think we can get value out of shooting a deer and letting her find it, not letting her, not relying on her to track it, but we're going to have her get the experience of putting all these parts and pieces together. But before we do that, which we're two weeks away from being able to shoot a deer, before we would do that, we need to prep her in training. So we're going to be prepping her with training. We're going to be documenting and filming all of that so with our game recovery stuff. So Bella belongs to an outfitter. Um, it is Illinois Whitetail and Waterfall. Uh, and, and they are in southern Illinois. And they do whitetail and they do waterfall stuff. So she's going to be a gun dog. She's also going to be a tracking dog for them. And we'll probably pick some antlers with her. Um, so that's the full cycle of gun dog and deer dog tied into one. And she's going to be just a great representation of it. But our friends down there, um, we've, we've known them for years. Um, we've worked together now on projects for years. Um, I'm really excited uh, to work with them on this. We've got some things I'm going to keep kind of quiet for right now, but we're working on some, some plans with them on a few different exciting things. So I do encourage you to follow them. That's Illinois. Whitetail and Waterfall is their tag or handle for their Instagram, Facebook. Um, and so I, I would follow along there. You're going to see stuff on Bella there too as well. So those are the channels. Those are the things that we're going to be using the most. Um, we're going to use a lot of, we're going to use them all. Um, Instagram, we're going to use our story a lot. So that stuff doesn't get saved. So if you're on Instagram, follow us at Dogbone Hunter. You'll be able to see a lot of the story stuff with her. Um, but I encourage you to dive into this with us and don't hesitate to ask questions. The other thing I didn't talk about is lives. We're going to do some live updates. So we're going to do Facebook lives occasionally, not every day like we did with Live with Spry, but occasionally we're going to do these lives where we're going to bring you up to speed and, and the value of it is going to be more so for interaction with you guys with questions. So those will be, I'll try to schedule those and announce them so they're easier to follow along, but some of them may be pretty random and sporadic. Um, we'll, that'll be on our Facebook. So we're going to, and maybe we'll use some Instagram too. We did a podcast on Instagram the other day live. So we may be using that as well, but all the different tools are things that we're going to use to try to get you in, in touch with, connected with, and immersed in the idea of what we're doing with Bella Be Good. Um, and then uh, can just follow along, along the journey and the process of it, because that's where I wish I could tell you everything we're going to run into, but I, I won't be able to because I don't know. And so that's the true value in it is you're going to see me literally unwrap this dog um, and, and the good and the bad and the ugly. It'll all be there. Um, it's one of the riskier things that I can do as a trainer. It's one of the more labor-intensive. It's, it's 
uh, it's just it's going to require a ton of work. But the the value that Live with Spry brought to to people, uh, I think, is arguably one of the most impactful pieces we've done. And it was done with an iPhone, and it was done completely um, just spur the moment. And it wasn't thought or planned out, and it turned out to be great uh, as far as bringing value. So our goal is to do the exact same thing, only make it easier, put it on more platforms, make it easier to follow along, um, utilize Ben and his talents from an editing standpoint. And when I say editing, I don't mean cutting out anything. We're showing everything. We're doing it with Cody Go Back right now. That's another series that we're doing. And we are showing everything. And that is why it's valuable. It's it, There is value in seeing people go through and do things well with dogs and see things go good. But the problem is, is that's just not the, it's just not realistic. And it's just not the way it really works. So... I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to make it look like I'm a really, really good trainer and everything goes good all the time because the best trainers that I've ever met, uh, and I've, and I've met some really, really, really good ones. Um, their dogs make the exact same mistakes mine do and yours do. And so what makes them great trainers is how they handle that, how they deal with it, how they use it to get the dog beyond it and, and get the dog to gain from it and benefit from it. And that's really what our goal is with this. Um, you don't, I, I don't want you to send your dog to me, so I don't need to impress you. I don't, I don't have room. I don't have time. We have a three-year waiting list right now on dogs to be trained. So I'm not in this to try to impress you and have you send your dog, want to send your dog to me. That's not why I'm doing it. I'm trying to do it because I want you to be able to do it because I think you can. I know you can. It's just a matter of knowing how, why, when, where to do certain things to get what you need to get. So that's the goal. Um, and, and I just, I'm, I, I've said it multiple times. I'm really excited about this. Um, just really looking forward to, to seeing this little dog over the next uh, year, probably, uh, that she'll be with us. And, um, getting into the fall so man we are just right on the brink of some great great things great times coming so appreciate you listening this week please do us the favor um share this with someone that you think it might be valuable for um share it with someone that is struggling with their dog not maybe this maybe this one or but like all of them um if we can help them that's how we will grow we don't have huge marketing budgets we don't have giant dollars to spend on influencers to say stuff everything we don't spend any money on stuff like that because we don't have any we we have we do have some great friends that help us grow awareness and it's 100 percent the reason why they do it is because is we're extremely proud of is because they believe in us they believe in what we're doing um and to me it's the it is 100 percent the most genuine marketing we can offer you so um and and that could be someone who has three followers or three million followers it doesn't matter because the person that has three followers if they're three loyal people that follow them and they see the value that they've that someone maybe got from some of our training stuff they share to i'd rather have that than three million that don't care and and have a zero interest in what we're doing uh i've always said we're not wide we're deep and that's the way we want to stay um i wouldn't mind being a little wider but uh i want to maintain the the depth of involvement and interaction with our followers. So thank you. 
please share it with someone that you think it might help. Uh, like our stuff, subscribe to our stuff, turn notifications on our stuff. It just helps us track. So uh, have a great day. we got more podcasts coming. We're going to continue the, uh, the train. We're pushing up towards 40, aren't we? Mm-hmm. We're getting close. So, all right. Thank you so much.